Back when? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to B030 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Past. <laughs> Today, we'll be reviewing all of Patrick Troughton. Pretty much, yeah. All of him. <laughs> it's time for the traditional Doctor retrospective. Hey, Woo-hoo! we finished another one. We did. Hot damn. Oh, wow. We're ramping through. This is now our third Doctor retrospective on Who Back When. Third Doctor, second classic. Second classic. Yeah. Oh, man. This is a bit of a tangent. Have you seen the first Pertwee yet? Not yet. I'm saving that. Get ready to be incredibly aroused (laughs) straight out the gate so yes two and nine one two and nine one two and nine yes you're right one two that's exactly it but yes so this time we're having a look at patrick troughton the man did 21 serials he featured in 22 because obviously he turns up there's the regeneration but yeah 21 episodes of his own that's a lot of episodes yeah from those are serials serials sorry so how many episodes it's like 130 something episodes I don't know. I'm going to future punk in it. Bing bong, future punk in here. So I had a look online, and it turns out the Troughton era comprised 119 episodes. But, I mean, he was on holiday, a few of them, and I think he was ill once or twice. You know what? Let's say around about 115. Okay, bing bong. There you go. (laughs) Well done, future punkin. So his first episode was... The Power of the Daleks. Nice one. And his last episode was... The War Games. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Which we reviewed very, very recently. Those are quite decent bookends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For your run. Those, those are like, those are strong episodes to start and start with. I agree. And I mean, Power of the Daleks is, it's now almost more legendary than it was then. Because it used mm. to be a, a, I mean, it was a lost serial and it has been animated since then, was released in cinemas quite recently. Yes. So people have been reintroduced very recently to the very, very start of Patrick Troughton. And it seemed to have gone smashingly. Yeah. I've not seen the animated version yet. No, nor I, but Twitter blew up. Yeah, it really did. And it, we heard a lot of good feedback from uh, some of our listeners. Yeah. yeah. We have a few things that we thought we'd talk about in this uh, Doctor retrospective, very much like we did in the William Hartnell one and as we did in the uh, Eccleston one. So what we're going to do, just to give you a quick heads up, here's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to rank the episodes more or less. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about the Second Doctor companions. We're going to select some of the best and worst foes. We're going to talk about costumes. We're going to talk about sci-fi gizmos, and obviously we have to talk about William Hartnell, the preceding Doctor, and how this one compares to him. The ultimate smackdown. Exactly. <laughs> one TARDIS. Yeah, two Doctors enter, one Doctor leaves. So, shall we start off with the episodes? Let's. <laughs> and I'll, I'll preface this with saying that I haven't ranked them. I, having not appeared on all of the Who Back Wins for Troughton and have missed a few of them, I felt like a, a proper ranking was unachievable for me. Sure. So let's go, let's talk through yours and I'll tell okay. you where you're wrong. Well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I th- <laughs> I'm gonna say, I think in that case, because obviously I thought about this when I went through and, and ranked them on my own, I found that the episodes that you reviewed with me, mm. They're very well represented in the top half of my list, as in mm. in my like favorite episodes. Uh, what does that say? <laughs> I think it says that I prefer ep- serial serials, not episodes, serials that are not lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> possibly. But yeah, okay. In what way shall we do this? Shall I start from the bottom worst? Up. Bottom up. Bottom up. Okay. There are twenty-one of these. I'm just going to rattle off, starting from the bottom. Number twenty-one, the mind robber. <laughs> 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 Screw that serial. The Macra Terror, the Dominators, the Crotons, the Ice Warriors, the Highlanders, the Evil of the Daleks, the Abominable Snowmen, the Seeds of Death, the Space Pirates, Fury from the Deep, and then we get to the top ten. Number ten, the Power of the Daleks. Number nine, the Wheel in Space. Number eight, the War Games. Number seven, Tomb of the Cybermen. Then the Faceless Ones. And number five, The Underwater Menace. Number four, The Web of Fear. Number three, why do I have this voice? The Moon Base. Number two, The Enemy of the World. And number one, have you figured out which one it is? Let's see it together. The Invasion. <laughs> yeah. I am not upset with that list. Bingo. Um, now, iPhone I drop. There were, there were a couple of things that <laughs> okay. I did sort of pick out. So... Uh, you had... Where did you have the Tomb of the Cybermen? Tomb of the Cybermen is number seven for me. I should say, by the way, so yeah, I mentioned this to you before you press record. Yeah. I just made a list of all the episodes, ranked them, and then afterwards went to whobackwhen.com and checked out what did I actually give them at the time? Like, what was the rating I gave them at the time? 
And they more or less tally. There are a few, though, that really stick out <laughs> like a mm-hmm. sore thumb. Where did you have the Ice Warriors as well? Oh, wow. Above or below Seeds of Death? Below. Seeds of Death is number 13. Ice Warriors number 17 for me. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's I think I would list. have had those the other way around. Oh, interesting. Why? Yeah. Um, I think the introduction of the Ice Warriors were better than the continuation oh. of the Ice Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I think the novelty <laughs> of them existing was kind of fun. Yeah. And then... But yeah, did you not like the... I mean... We get the reintroduction of foam as well. Foam's good. I mean, it made no sense whatsoever, but wasn't it fun? Because something that I definitely thought about whilst making this list was... Which one would I rather rewatch right now? Like, of these episodes, or these series... God damn it. Yeah, that's series. right. The Ice Warriors wasn't fun at all. It wasn't. It's just a like a snowy mountain and dudes battling glaciers. Yeah, and back and forth. And Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Moonbase has a really fond place in my heart I know. for no apparent fucking reason. <laughs> it's my number three. I, thi- I think it's because... Because <laughs> I, I recently went back and listened to our review. Um, yeah. It's oh, quite nice. Fun. It was fun. And I think that it's... It was a marker. The moon base we've referred back to a lot. Yeah, that's as true. This but is a moon base like episode. Yeah, definitely. It's like that base under siege type thing. Yeah. But also, I feel like it was. Oh, this is going to sound so much like we're just jerking off ourselves on the podcast, but. I feel like that was one of the crucial reviews that we did. Like one of the reviews where it's like, oh yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Well, it was just a funny one, like the sugar hole in space and shit. Like yeah. that was a funny ep- um Whereas there are some here that are less, they were stupid and not that funny at the same time. Where is like Mind Robber on your list? Oh yeah, that's oh, that's See, that's your bottom garb. No, I don't know about bottom. Like I said, I haven't got a like a a, a very specific ranking, but yeah. the Mind Robber was low. Having said that, um, what's his name was fun, the Time Lord, but not the Time Lord. What was he? Wait, the guy from know, the Mind was, Robber. Uh, he was um, the the writer or the oh the master of was the he Daniel Defoe or Robinson Crusoe. Uh, no, oh, no. Gulliver. Gulliver. Gulliver shows up, yeah. Yeah, Gulliver. And who may or may not have been a Time Lord now, yeah, I yeah. get the reference, yeah. Um, but aside from that... <laughs> that <laughs> aside from that, that was a pants episode. By the way, I, I can't remember what you gave that episode. Oh, that cereal! Seriously, how long have we been doing this? I can't remember what you gave that cereal at the time. Yeah. But I gave it a 2.0. Oh. And it actually fits in, rating-wise, it fits in at the bottom of my Troutons list. I will have given it lower, because I think almost uniformly do I give things lower than you. You have a kinder heart. <laughs> You're just saying that. G045. No, no. You gave that... Oh! You gave that 3.5. Why did you give that 3.5? I don't know. I'm going to have to listen back. It's interesting. That is, isn't it? Was it Rapunzel? May have been. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Zoe was wearing something particularly fetching. Yeah, Zoe was wearing her... This might crop up later. The sparkly leotard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, might it. (laughs) Okay, interesting. Um, So what was your top? Give me your your list. list. Let's see how it tallies. Said list is generous, as in like okay, but the worst ones I think in my head are both the Ice Warriors and Seeds of Death. Wait, those are the worst ones. Well, as in they are worse they, than they, Mind Robber. They certainly stick out in my head as bad. Oh wait, okay, hang on. Sorry. So are we saying Mind Robber is the worst one, and then we have Seeds of Death and what was the other one? No, no, Seeds the ice... of Death is worse than oh, sorry, ice yeah, Warriors. Seeds of Death than Ice Warriors. Yeah. Um... Oh my goodness, really? Holy yeah, shit! Okay, wait. Um... What else were you on? Yeah, uh, were you Macro Terror? I wasn't on Macro Terror, but I watched Macro Terror. Yeah, Macro Terror is my second worst one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that wasn't good. Ones I like: Moonbase and Tomb of the Cybermen. Okay, very good for various reasons. Although I think I gave the Tomb of the Cybermen not great in terms of. of I gave the it a, I gave it a three point five at the time. And then I want to say the War Game. Wait, as your best one? Whereas maybe not the best one because you still have Enemy of the World and Invasion. Oh shit, Enemy of the World. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if it, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, That's man. top five. Let's just make those those a like a <laughs> bailing out. Um, okay, Invasion was really fucking good, wasn't it? It was. Uh, but it then really as was. was Enemy of the World. That was that's okay. They're they're good for different reasons, but Enemy of the World was the best Troughton performance. I'm going to find out what you gave Enemy of the World. I was very happy with it. You gave Enemy of the World a four point five. Strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that absolutely. Tallies, that tallies. I'm on board with that. That's my number two on my list. 
By the way, you also have the web of fear. What did web you think of the web of fear? Of fear? Oh, wow. I'm looking at your rating now. Wait, no, no, no. Don't look. Don't look. What oh. do you think of the web of fear? The web of fear. This okay. is what I went through last night. <laughs> oh, no. This is great. <laughs> In my head, actually, looking back, it was sillier than I like. You know, I so the underground stuff was cool. Yeah. I remember that being cool. Brigadier unit, also cool. Bingo bongo. Uh, didn't particularly give a shit about the Yeti. Okay. Fair I enough. I think that's my general overriding opinion. Middling. Middle of the pack. Yeah. That was, I mean, that's completely... completely what did I go? Fair, what, I it, what was my rating? You gave it a 2.5. Straight there down go, the middle. Straight in the middle. Yeah. Happy days. <laughs> that's my number four, though. Oh. I really like it. I think the Brigadier is amazing in it. Uh, I think it's... Uh, oh, people might hate me for this. I think it's way better than the Abominable Snowman. I mean, we have another one with the Yetis mm. and the Great Intelligence. But it's so cool. They're in the London Underground. It's It feels so post-apocalyptic with, you know, an abandoned London. <laughs> now I recall that we were talking about how they were still printing newspapers. <laughs> hey, I think it's a great... I gave it a 3.8 at the time. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I should have said, actually, in my bottom half, perhaps I was being a bit harsh on the Seeds of Death and all the Ice Warriors, mm-hmm. um, but the Crotons can get to fuck. Oh! The Crotons can absolutely well get to fuck. It's my fourth. <laughs> That's number, number 18 for me. So Crotons... All right, I'm just going to look up what I gave the Crotons. <laughs> the Crotons. I gave Crotons a 2.9. Oh, that's that's not a bad <laughs> rating. I know. It's a better score than you gave the Web of Fear. <laughs> <laughs> How does this work? I don't know. It's really... It's well, so I gave subjective. it a 2.7, so... Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. How did that... Wait, what? <laughs> Well, looking at this list, there are a few other things that we can glean from it. There's a, a serious, a severe underrepresentation of historicals. Yes. If you compare that with Hartnell. And what was what is quite interesting, so so the war games doesn't count. Exactly. Does not count. But interesting. It's like an interesting, Very um, interesting mongrel yeah. Yeah. mongrel hybrid <laughs> <laughs> you know, of the two. Sure. I wish they'd do more of that, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> That's, yeah, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was very, very clearly inspired by Doctor Who. They're traveling around in their phone box and so on. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what do we have in terms of cl- historicals? We have the Highlanders. We have Dooby 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 Doo. Is that it? I'm looking at the list. I think that's... What? Yeah. Is that... I mean, if we're not counting the war games... We can't count the war games. It's clearly a sci-fi story. I mean, at most, even at at a stretch, it's a pseudo-historical. But it's not really, because it doesn't even take place on Earth. It doesn't take place during the period in question. No, but it does have historical characters. Yeah. Sure. But that's that's how far we need to stretch in order to make the list longer. We've got the Highlanders, and that's it. That is literally it. Bingo. That's interesting. I'm sure we will return to this at some point. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, do you know what? It'll be interesting to see everyone in podcast land's rankings. Um, those that have sort of, essentially those that review a lot as well. Yeah. Um, because uh, something tells me that not everyone thinks the same we do. I know that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frequently reminded of that fact. It, it, it really is. freaks me out that I haven't got this internal, like, consistency. Uh, nor I. I recall JD and I doing pretty much the same thing, or having the same realization when we did the Hartnell retrospective, that clearly we were biased by our conversation at the time, and just by whatever, like how we felt at that time. And vice versa, the fact that now, we've, when we look back, we had certain feelings, and they've been coloured by other yeah. things, other episodes, other Absolutely. events. Absolutely. And the same is going to happen when we finally come around to doing the Tenant retrospective, by mm. the way. Uh, I can tell you, I will absolutely cast a shadow on Satan Pit, for example. Mm. Like, I had a shit time doing that recording. That's probably going to drop a little bit in my (laughs) mind, you know? You had a great time with that. I was way too drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Shall we move on to companions? Let's. So we have five companions, more or less, I guess you could say. Uh, Two of them, let's do them in, in chronological order. We have Ben and Polly. Don't count. <laughs> well, they were on. They were yeah. only companions for a couple of episodes. Four episodes. Serials. God damn it! Then Jamie came along in the Highlanders. Then uh, he was joined by Victoria in Evil of the Daleks, I think. And then Zoe came around. Mm-hmm. 
finally got a really was not a fan of Victoria. But even so, I mean, okay, so Ben and Polly, you don't think they count? Did well, you see no, any? They do count, I did guess. you see any Troughton serials with Ben and Polly? Uh, or were they all lost? Maybe they're no, because they've got so the Power of the Daleks and the Faceless ones is the one that they finished up with, right? Yeah. So, did you see the faceless ones? No, but the moon base. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, you're right. The moon base. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's you're right. Polly. Um, so, yeah, they were good. They were good, but <laughs> I does, they don't belong to this doctor in my head. I agree. I agree. They're very much Hartnell companions. Yeah. Two dots. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, because I've got. I'm on. I'm on a, a Wikipedia page that helpfully looks at the last serial that everyone was in. Okay. It's got Jamie as the two doctors. Oh yeah, because like, he shows yeah, up. There. Yeah, 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 I know. I mean, Troughton shows up in the two doctors as well. Hmm. I mean. We, that's that's a super good point, actually, because, yes, we are doing our Troughton retrospective, but we have not seen the last of him. Troughton will return in The Three Doctors, mm. and then in The Two Doctors. And The Two Doctors, if I'm not mistaken, is a Colin Baker it is. serial. Mm. So it's it's a long way from here. Like, I mean, we're going to have to stick around for a while until we see him the we'll last a, time. Do a second retrospective. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, okay, so we're thinking then, so Jamie, Vicky, Zoe, and... Well, we got Ben and Polly. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying... Are you oh, ranking them now? No, 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 I'm saying of the Troughton companions, quote-unquote. Yeah, I, I've still got Ben and Polly on my list. Oh, okay. Well, because I really like... I mean, there are some serials yeah, that sure, I really yeah, no, like right. them in. All right. I didn't even think of the moon base. I was thinking of the faceless ones. I love the faceless ones. Mm. Where was the faceless ones on my list? Yeah, number six out of 21. Okay, so rank them. Come on, go for it. Okay, so I'm going to go... Worst to best. Um, Polly. Oh, really? In this... Okay. In this... this yeah, okay. Thing, right? So Polly, okay. Ben... Interesting. Victoria... Okay. Zoe. Mm-hmm. Jamie. Mm, yeah. Colonel Lethbridge. You're counting him as a companion? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if he, if I would count him as a companion. Certainly not for the Troughton era. I wonder if I'm going to start seeing him as a companion when we get to Pertwee. I don't think so. I think of him as an ally. Like, he and, and units, they're allies of the Doctor. But does he travel around in the TARDIS? No, but he's multiple serials worth of... He's a recurring enough ally. And Troughton, he only appears in two of them. Still. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, Jamie's the best, then. Jamie's get, clearly the best. Yeah, ja- it, clearly the best. Okay, here's my list. Worst to best. Victoria Waterfield. Fucker. Number four, Ben Jackson. Number three, Polly Wright. Only having them as at four and three, really only because they leave so soon. Mm. Otherwise, I think they're better than Zoe, who comes in at a strong number two, but not quite as strong as Jamie, number one. I, like, I liked Zoe better than, than Ben and Polly. Why? Explain. I think because of the cleverness. Yeah, that, that that was something we hadn't seen before, and I wonder if we can see it again. Actually, we will. Uh, will we? Yes, because we will. that was quite nice. Um, Jamie's still clearly the fucking best. Oh, we absolutely. little Jamie. We little Jamie did so, so much, so many cool things. Yeah. Okay, what's the what's your favorite uh, Jamie thing? My favorite Jamie thing was him explaining how an aerosol can work. <laughs> <laughs> he has no fucking right to know that <laughs> how an aerosol can work. <laughs> Okay, I think my favourite Jamie moment is in um, The Underwater Menace, which is a story set in Atlantis, Mm. in which he is made to work in the mines as a slave, and he stages a prison break, because he is a total bad ass. Bad ass. (laughs) Well done, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, he's so cool. He's very cool. Um, also, what's the worst, such a sex pest. worst companion uh, moment then? I'm going to presume it's Victoria it'll be screaming some, at something. Yeah, it'll be something with Victoria. I mean, she had her moments. There were a couple of good Victoria bits. <laughs> My one is how much Polly had to make fucking coffee. <laughs> Go make some coffee. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't think of the absolute worst companion moment. It'll be something to do with sexism. There are there are so many... Yeah, Victoria and actually predominantly Polly moments. In the moon base, there are a few of those, aren't there? Like, no, no, no. You can't go anywhere without a man. This is man's work. Make her some coffee, as you said. <laughs> yeah. um, but then again, Victoria, she proves herself to be a sharpshooter. Yeah. As I believe we established, sliced alone. <laughs> the sharpest of shooters. Yes. <laughs> For context, listen to our Tomb of the Cybermen uh, review. <laughs> okay. Um, Interesting. Well, so we, we are pretty much in agreement on this list. Okay. Uh, slight tangent. Go for it. Our- aforementioned contents yeah best ancillary character so not specifically a foe not a companion just one of the 
strong either an ally or a incidental but another character uh, well it's gonna have to be alistair gordon lethbury stewart for me i think oh, so yes see i don't think he counts as incidental oh that's interesting okay well fine i need to think of someone else then i've got professor professor bumblefuck um uh, bumbletron which which, which one of the professors was that <laughs> professor bumbletron that's uh web of fear web of fear and abominable service right okay <laughs> he's for fave oh no well, but also bumbletron. also uh, professor bumbletron to um the rocket guy from the um <laughs> what was that you know the fucking episode uh, <laughs> the fucking episode the seeds of death oh yes of course rocket rocket man it was pretty great <laughs> it's impractical i've been building this rocket in my shed <laughs> what about astrid astrid was good astrid was cool i think she was a she was a pretty she good sort of yeah she was a very cool super alpha swing in 60s yeah exactly yeah. Exactly. Sort um, of ally of the week. I mean, do I save him for a foe or do I cast him as incidental? Oh, I can think of one more. I'm going to cast him as incidental and not a full foe. Okay, which one? Toberman was the worst incidental <laughs> character. Toberman, yeah, well, he was not great. I don't know if he was the worst one. He is the worst one. I just thought of the worst one. Go. Okay, so this is Proto Toberman. Proto-Toberman. Yeah. This is... Proto-Man. <laughs> Proto-Man. This is from Evil of the Daleks. I cannot remember his name, but he was played by our buddy. Mm. The guy, you know, the Ice Warrior slash Cyberman slash Indiana Jones buddy. Yeah. Uh, damn it. What was his name? Hector Ramirez. No. <laughs> Being such a racist. What's his name? I'll cut this. Sonny. Sonny Caldinez. Sonny Caldinez. Oh, well done. A nice one. Yeah, he was played by Sonny Caldinez, and he was a, a huge mute brute huge me brute huge me brute <laughs> no i banned <laughs> and he was in love with victoria mm. and uh was well basically f battling daleks but doing so not very well i guess <laughs> and uh, oh no it was just such a terrible character like oh let's put the let's put the large ethnic man in this role <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, Gulliver was pretty cool. No, uh, it doesn't feel like there was much oomph to him. I, I can think of another one. What was the name? I can't remember. It, maybe he didn't even have a name. Do you remember there was a character in Web of Fear who mm. was a soldier who was a total coward? Oh, uh, was he Welsh? Yeah, I think he probably was. Yeah. And, it, like, he would just leave people hanging. Yeah, then he, like, it turns out he was, I think, working for the bad guys. No, and, I think he was, he was just, just a coward. Yeah, yeah. Just a dick. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He sticks out as sort of comic that relief. That was weird. That. Yeah. That was a weird one. Uh, who else? Yeah, Professor Bumbletron is my favourite. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first Professor Bumbletron. Okay. Shall we move on to foes? So from okay, uh, incidental characters to seriously main ones. Seriously main ones. Best and worst foe. I, I think... Could we do should... one best each, one worst each. Yeah, I bet you we've got the same best one. How about we say it at the same time? Okay. Are you ready for this? The best, yeah? Best, yeah. Three... Two, one. Ramon Salamander. Yes! Because <laughs> he was amazing. He was fantastic. Yeah. And really showcasing Patrick Troughton's acting talents. Just... What a dude. A maniacal cult lead. He was bad on two fronts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. He had all the people locked downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Who had deified him? <laughs> Underground, overground, wombling free. He was a yeah. dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was pretty great. Absolutely. Who's your worst one? Hmm. Worst foe? Oh, I don't even really need to think about this. The Ice Warriors. Not necessarily because of, like, a thematic reason. Yeah. Just because the hissing pissed me off so much. Just... <laughs> oh. Fuck you, I'm trying to act. <laughs> Can you just stop for like five seconds, please? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a very fair point. And I, I'm now thinking that the mm, what I've written down as the worst foe may not even count as a foe. I have also got an honourable mention, which also may not count as a foe. I wonder if they both really are henchmen rather than foes. You're but I, this up, you? <laughs> I've got the wind-up tin soldiers from, oh, the, from mind the mind robber. Yeah, are they more henchmen? Because they are terrible. No, not a foe. They're henchmen, aren't they? They're henchmen. Yeah. And the, the honourable mention that I was going to uh, give was to the Quarks, who are definitely henchmen of the Dominators. Yeah, not a foe. Yeah. If you need help, I have more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear some more. 
the crotons. What? They are the gorgeous-looking alien mockapods uh, <laughs> who uh, <laughs> who can go into their own sort of self-imposed stasis. They devolve into some sort of cellular gleepy, gloopy sludge. Awesome shit, man! No, right? No, no, fuck off! Because stuff. you've just you've just bought down the five seconds worth of okayness from yeah, the proton. Exactly. Not the ridiculous re- way that they've tried to you know go about their machinations. It's fucking stupid they would they are no, exactly how mockapots would try to accomplish <laughs> domination of a civilization <laughs> i.e terribly hmm. i'm a huge coffee fan oh, and uh, <laughs> it was not a great cereal <laughs> the crotons comes in at a very strong number 18 <laughs> for me <laughs> Out of 21. But uh, as far as sci-fi, a sci-fi foe, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not that opposed to them. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, come up with your own worst one. <laughs> Suspiciously absent from either list are the Cybermen but, uh, and, and the Daleks. I feel like that's not what this is. Like, I, I would, He's I more would... of a Cyberman doctor, by the way. Yes. Than a Dalek doctor. Yeah. In Hartnell, we had a lot of Daleks. Yeah. This one, we have quite a few Cybermen. Is it just that it's been diluted? It's it's lost I, the novelty in a way. I, in many ways, they're elevated. There are, I mean, they're not I, even on the list. Yeah, those two foes are elevated beyond, like I think, or at yeah. least in my own head. I, I think we're going to get into the exact same territory when we start talking about sci-fi gizmos, yeah, because there's, <laughs> uh, I reckon, your best, my best gizmo one, yeah, yeah. is the same as my best gizmo, Clearly. and really, they shouldn't even be on the list. Oh, like, but then, but then, we're not doing when this isn't the retrospective of all who. This is the pa- uh, the Troughton retrospective. Yeah. So I think within the capsule of Troughton, I, don't, I still don't think the Cybermen and Daleks were the best or worst foe. Hmm. Because the others were so inventive. Like, yeah, they were. But the Salamander was badass. Salamander was fantastic. I agree. I've still put a Cyberman story at the very top. That doesn't make the Cybermen as a species the greatest species to appear or make an appearance on, on Troughton. Hmm. What about Yetis notwithstanding, what about the great intelligence? Because conceptually, it's pretty great. Conceptually awesome. Yeah. But I don't think got enough of its, like, background and or screen time. Like, Yetis took up a lot of that stuff and I was, yeah. I was less, less fussed. Holy smokes. Okay, I just thought of something. So... Our joint favorite foe is a crazy, maniacal human being. Mm. There are several crazy, maniacal human beings in various... room. <laughs> <laughs> and in the, the Trouton serials. So we have one in The Invasion. Yep. Right? The guy who possibly is has a robot body. We don't know, but he's bulletproof. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Why is he bulletproof for no reason? That never gets explained. <laughs> we have, uh, obviously, we have Salamander. We have, let's see, who else do we have? In The Underwater Menace, this is how I thought about this. In The Underwater Menace, we have a guy who is uh, Dr... What's his name? Zarkov? No, wait, that's the guy from Flash Gordon, isn't it? The... <laughs> <laughs> Something to that Zaroff. effect. Zaroff. Zaroff, Zaroff. Possibly, yeah. Bing bong. Indeed, it was Professor Herman Zaroff. Bing bong. He is crazy bananas. <laughs> that guy is a massively cuckoo. <laughs> crazy town banana pants. <laughs> He's fantastic, though. I mean, super theatrical. And so, just insanely over the top. Yep, very good. I am... Um... The other one I was going to say is, uh, I want to call her Cleopatra, but it's not her name. <laughs> From the tomb of the Cybermen. Oh, yeah. What's, What's her name? face? The chick who... Shifty foreign. Lady. Yes, exactly. Oh, I can't remember her name now. Shall I find out? Mm. My goodness, how easy was that? Captain. I just... Damn it! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Scarf. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next category, because we've already recorded... 36 minutes. Oh, uh, okie dokie. Let's speed on to uh, costume. Costumes. Oh my goodness. I did have some good ones, but they've all left my... Left my uh, are you going brain. with uh, sexy? Or are you going with redonkulous? A little bit of everything. Oh right? yeah. Okay, um, let's hear it. I don't know if these are best or worst, to be honest. I think worst. Oh, in, interesting. In, uh, almost straight, um, sort of, in contrary to our to our best and worst foes. Okay. Is actually, the salamander looked like a tit. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't really remember what he wore. What Look he it wear? up. It was like some terrible Spanish get up and it was awful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Zoe's jumpsuit has a special place in my heart. Oh, same here. For lots of reasons. Fantastic. Um, what, shall we continue on the <laughs> on the topic of sexy skin tight outfits? Go. 
Uh, we also have uh, Astrid, who wears a very tight spandexy kind of zebra outfit meets Napoleonic soldier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one, one for. Oh no, she wore. Sorry, she was wearing like a riding getup, didn't? Wasn't she? Yeah, jodhpurs. Exactly, mm. and boots, and then like a Napoleonic type military jacket. Mm. One for for people that aren't into the ladies. Okay, Jamie, Jamie McCrimmon. Are we just talking about kilts here? Yeah, that was a sexy kilt. People pull, pull that off. Well, kilts in general are very sexy. Kilts in general are pretty sexy. Rocking the sparring. <laughs> okay. How about the spandex-clad soldiers of the warlords? The guys who looked like the nihilist <laughs> band from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, they were they're they're pretty great. Kids. They're yeah. Kids. Um, uh, also, he, oh, sorry. Too. Who? The warlord. The warlord. Yes, you're right. Not a human, but another, like, crazy maniacal leader. Mm. Yeah. The war chief. Warlord or war chief? Which one was... Because which one was the, the the time lord? That was the war chief. Oh, yeah. And then the warlord, who was the leader of the warlords, confusingly, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the warlord was batshit crazy, and I thought the war chief was um, Machiavellian. Oh, interesting. I think. Yeah, I mean, they're both... Yeah, he certainly is. But aren't they both sort of batshit crazy? The, the warlord is our mate Steve. Yeah, the well, war chief well, is, is uh, Shansung from Mortal Kombat. It's, it, I think, if you're going to make someone batshit crazy, they have to be like a, an ideologue. Yeah. Whereas the war chief wasn't an ideologue; he was an opportunist. Yeah, he was. He was so, only I'm, looking out for number one. Exactly. So I yeah. feel like he's not batshit crazy. He just has loose morals and a goal. Okay. All right. I've got uh, for costumes. If we're still on costumes, I've got an honourable mention for best and worst at the same time: the fish people from Atlantis. <laughs> Also, space pirates. Oh, wait. How did I not think of the space pirates? Oh, they are so magnificent. The and guy who's wearing like... good and bad and good. Why is he wearing like a, an iron... <laughs> like a suit of armor? Really impractical in space. Also, none of our weaponry are really built for this. And nothing is airtight. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, Gary. <laughs> Dial it back a bit. Oh, that's fantastic. It's Jeans Day. <laughs> Also have the cock hat from the moon base. Cock hat from the moon base. Yeah. That's a strong one. That's that's an honorable worst Obviously. Mention. Wait, what was his outfit? Just Wasn't like, he just a strong man? Yeah, but he was he just was wearing we- like a t-shirt. Yeah, but no, he wasn't just wearing like <laughs> what a t-shirt. Was he, wearing? he was dressed <laughs> like a you know a dumb brute. Hold on, I'll try oh, okay. to find an image of you. See the guy that Sonny Caldina's played. He looked like the way that I imagine strong men from uh, turn of the century. Circus posters. Yeah. What is what is Toberman wearing there? Is that a t-shirt? That no, looks like a yeah, t-shirt. Like, it's got like dude. a deep V. That's a hundred percent a t-shirt. Nah, man. Yeah. Killer arms. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, also, just general garden variety trout doctor. He's sharp, much sharper than Hartnell. He wore the exact same thing in almost every episode, with one exception. Not counting when he goes in, in disguise. Because at one point he dresses up as a woman in the Highlanders. Yeah. He wears Ray-Bans in the Highlanders. Mm. But aside from that, he only at one point rocks a different article of clothing. What is that article of clothing? It's a motherfucking cake. Goddamn right it was. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it come from? Where did it go? No idea. <laughs> Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <gasps> oh, I've not heard that in, in a lot of years. <laughs> yep. I remember that being really popular when I was in high school. <laughs> Everyone was dancing to it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Gizmos? Shall we talk Gizmos? Let's go with Gizmos. So, the best Gizmo that has shown up... Very clearly. The... Cape. No, it's the Sonic Screwdriver. Obviously. Clearly. It makes its appearance for the first time in the Trouton serials. In Fury from the Deep? No. Yes. No. Which one are you saying? No, it's not Fury from the Deep. Is it not? No, because I think I was on it. Uh, no, there's a there's a solo one that I did uh, that it appeared in before. Are you thinking of the Warlords? Uh, the War Games? No, because that's when it... Then it's when it ends up in okay um, we're looking this up ladies and gentlemen up. shit you're right ah fuck you haha <laughs> in your face and it was then in the dominator oh dominators as well totally forgot about that still don't remember it <laughs> okay so it only appeared thrice then yeah and it's used as a screwdriver it's a really cool device i wonder when it's going to be like you know the go-to gadget mm. but yeah fantastic obviously it's the number one thing. obviously yeah obviously worst one okay hang on no, i've not given this much thought I- i've i've got two 
worst, the mind robber's fiction realizing contraption. <laughs> and then I've given an honorable mention to the solar toaster that appears in the space pirates. <laughs> <laughs> also good. I've got one though. Okay. It's the thermostat from the moon in uh, Seeds of Death. Yes, the the huge ship's wheel. The huge ship's wheel. <laughs> Just at an awkward height on not. the wall. <laughs> You're so right. That's such a good one. There's also the uh, the weather controlling machine in the same serial, which is like lots of rain, dry, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was. No, no, no. That so that's um, that's the moon base, the no, weather no, no, controlling no. device. In, oh, in, in yeah, the yeah, same yeah, one, yeah, in Seeds right. of Death, when they've traveled through the foam, <laughs> that somehow can be stopped with water, uh, and uh, they they go to the weather controlling station yeah, right. and there's a nice warrior there who has turned off the rain machine <laughs> however T-Mat T-Mat was cool T-Mat T-Mat was cool fantastic stuff super boring way to imagine the mo- the coolest thing going <laughs> yeah T-Mat was sweet um, yeah what else okay I've, well, I've, moon, yeah moon, the, the like wave regulating thing in, in moon base that was kind of shit yeah that's it yeah you're right I mean, that's the second weather-controlling thing we've... Sorry, the third weather-controlling thing we've had in the Troughton serials. So we have the moon base, mm. which is there to control the weather. We have the rainmaker, whatever, in Seeds of Death. And then in the Ice Warriors, mm. they've got a machine atop a glacier. Yep. Or atop a mountain to control the glaciers. Yeah. We hate weather. We need to control it. it really? It's okay. Yeah, all right, fine. It feels like there's too much overlap, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. But, like, maybe wait a year until you use it again. Not three weeks. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got another gizmo. Mm. It's an alien gizmo this time. The Yeti balls. The Yeti balls. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. If you, How about if, the Yetis? Yeah, the robot Yeti. Yeah, see, yeah, sure. But they're a, they're a henchman to me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just henchmaned you back. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> What were they called? They were like the control orbs of the great intelligence. Yeah. And there are, are they were pretty cool in Web of Fear as well, but predominantly in The Abominable Snowman, we get to see, well, we get to hear about how they, how they really work, like how, how they transmit signals, how someone goes there to pick one up, how you can hack a ball and then give it to a Yeti and that Yeti is then yours. Actually, they did that in Web of Fear as well. And, and, no, it's really, really cool. I think as a science fiction concept, it's a very cool idea. Mm. Yeah. Right. Shall we jump into the, the biggie? Compare him to uh, William Hartnell. To Billy. All right. Take us away. Okay. Mine's relatively short. Okay. Now, having watched some of those William Hartnells with you, there was there was that sense of history and uh, pioneer, and there was all that sort of lovely stuff. So when I watched it, I watched those. Yeah. I was it was full of this almost fabricated nostalgia. It was not nostalgia because I'd never seen those things before, but I could. It was the sense of a world that birthed Doctor Who, a yeah. wonder and joy of all those people seeing something of this ilk for the first time, and and what a world that must have been. But this is a much more mature sense of writing and commission you know and directorship and the acting wise patrick troughton was dynamic and full of you know full of all the things i don't william hartnell's doctor was a professor wandering around yeah he's, he's like a bumbly mr magoo whereas in comparison patrick troughton is john mcclain like yeah, oh. not not really but you know what I'm saying? yeah and then just wait until we get to pertwee well quite we um, get even more dynamic and very alpha very you know he's a goal guesser so i mean in, in a roundabout way i'm kind of saying it's apples and oranges but I think I much prefer oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, by the way. So Troughton. Yeah. You're preferring Troughton to Hartnell. Uh, I'm also preferring ha- uh, Troughton to Hartnell. I, I feel like it's it's only getting better. And I, it's not necessarily because Troughton is a better actor. It's because he's written in a better way. The, the show has matured. And paradoxically, it's done so by making the lead character younger. I think that's a that's a huge part of it. He is a, he's more fun. He's less grandfatherly, more I guess fatherly. And then as it goes on, he gets he's maybe not, more he's like a even, big brother or something. Yeah, he's not even that fatherly. I mean, what's good about this doctor is that I don't know. Up. He's a little bit with uh, with Zoe, for example. Yeah, maybe certainly not with Jamie though. No, no. I mean, no. He, he does. He he gets he's like scared. The cool uncle. He gets scared at various points, which 
Yeah, I so did Hartnell. Hartnell. Did he? Yeah. Did there were some way. times where Hartnell... Uh, Hartnell, I think, actually expressed a greater range of emotions mm. as the Doctor. That's not do, my how, recollection. Okay, do you remember Troughton ever being sad? No. I don't think so. He never cries. He's never sad. Whereas Hartnell very often was really sad. We only really get to see Troughton's Doctor, the second Doctor, sad at the very end when he loses his companions and he knows that he's going to lose himself. That's true, but Troughton... I I think did more hand wringing. He was more worried and anxious, and you know, when think, oh, this isn't very good at all, sort of thing. You know, um, yeah, I feel like Hartnell's Doctor was much more assured based on what I saw. I think I agree with you, but I wonder if that's also because the danger is more real now. Mm. Like that, there are situations in which the Doctor is in actual peril, mm. and the world is in actual peril. Whereas before, even though we were told that the world was in peril. All it required was something quite silly for the Doctor to do in order but to then, save the day. And also, the other thing is that... I need to remember whether this is the world's in peril or... The historicals didn't have that world-ending, universe-ending significance. No, but, I mean, with Hartnell, we have the Daleks' master plan yeah. to destroy the world, That's galaxy, true, saying, or like, universe. As a proportion of the serials. Yeah. Occasionally, like, so the gunfighter or whatever, that wasn't world ending was it as an idea no gunfighters was just a that was just a historical just a thing exactly whereas as we've just figured out Troughton has nothing but <laughs> yeah but okay so if you compare the Highlanders to the oh what's it called was it called the Pirates what was it called there was a Hartnell one with Pirates god damn it <laughs> yar <laughs> well okay I, I can't think of the episode now but I mean Hartnell had lots of historicals right so if you yeah I, I feel like the stakes were just as high in those as in the Highlanders. In the Highlanders. Did you but say that's the thing, the Highlanders is one versus, you know what I'm saying, proportionally. Yeah, versus like half of half exactly. or whatever. Yeah, uh, whereas like most yeah. of Troughton has been universe ending or whatever um, for various reasons. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. The stakes have been a little bit higher. and and But, but then also been different because it's 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 been what you might term more pure sci-fi. Yeah. Mm. I, I think the companions balance. also have... Uh, they also play a part. Well, I think there's something to be said from consistency and Jamie being in so many for so long that actually... You really get to know them, you really enjoy them. Whereas with Hartnell, there were so many companions that were throwaway companions. Mm. I mean, God, Vicky and Dildo, really, really glad that we don't have them on the show anymore. Whereas... Yeah, I mean, okay, I guess Victoria, she was the companion that I took to the least, but... Zoe was badass. Zoe was great, yeah. And Victoria was still better than Dildo, mm. you know? Yeah, I, I think all of these things play a part. Another thing, humour. The the mm. sense of humour, or the sensibilities, are very different. With Hartnell, they were very slapsticky, And here, it's him being witty and crafty and sometimes really dry and, like just mean <laughs> which is lovely i didn't always like his occasionally did but most of the time didn't like Troughton's um physical comedy yeah i can only think of a couple of scenes I can think of in the invasion in my, yeah, that's yeah, what you're thinking specifically when he gets uh, lasered on the bottom yeah mm. uh, yeah that's pretty pants yeah that is, i agree <laughs> that is pretty pants but then we had tons of that with hartnell you know yeah yes yeah, in in the romans he's stumbling over people and he's accidentally killing someone <laughs> it's like, it, it, you know, there's there's just a lot of, oh, I'm going to stumble around. Oh, I, I accidentally set fire to something. Ooh. Oh, that fire just inspired Nero. So yeah. I know earlier in this particular review, or yeah. this, this um, retrospective, I said that Troughton was sharply dressed. And now when I think about it, his suit doesn't no, really he, fit at all. He's deliberately not sharply yeah. dressed. He has a shirt that's way too big for him. Maybe uh, one of the collars. Yeah, yeah. collar what I meant skew. to express is that he is, uh, his costume was pretty, how do I say this? Um, it sort of fit the character. It all made yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, actually, I do think I kept looking at his sleeves and just thinking and feeling anxious. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you find a suit that fits? Is the idea that he's still wearing Hartnell's suit? Very possibly. I think it might be. That'd be cool. So, hang on, here here are the things that I wrote for the comparison with William Hartnell. I wrote very little for this. I, I wrote, in bullet point form, Humour, the writing is so much more on point, fewer and better companion relationships, and all of the relationships felt like Ben and Polly or Babs and Ian, because he has just a better relationship with them. Mm. Hartnell, I don't think, ever really cared about some of them. Like, Vicky was just there because... You know, someone needed to see some girl in flasher pants on TV. But here, everyone has some... They have a part to play. Mm. 
And then my final note was Mind Robber versus Celestial Toymaker. Worst be best. Yeah. Uh, and the, I mean, the Mind Robber is so much better than the Celestial Toymaker. <laughs> and they are actually, comparatively speaking, very similar. They have the same structure. Yeah. It's the same, like, oh, there's a challenge. And then when we've beaten the challenge at the end of the episode, rinse and repeat. Next episode is going to be another challenge just like this one. And um, yeah, it's still so much better. I think I gave the Celestial Toymaker like 0.1. So we're going up in the world. Definitely. Yeah. Okie dokie. I've got a surprise for you. Ooh. This may not be a surprise to you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking rollercoaster over here. Ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land who have listened to the William Hartnell retrospective and the Christopher Eccleston retrospective may know what comes next. As may you, because... I have a quiz for you. Sir. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to fail this spectacularly. Don't worry. I, it's I, hard I, to remember them after, immediately after I've watched them and then have to come here and, <laughs> and do a review. I completely forgot about writing quiz questions until right before you arrived. Play along at home, guys. <laughs> and therefore, I have only written six questions. If, if, <laughs> if you honestly, and I really mean this honestly, I yeah. need you all to be, be honest about this. If you beat me... Mm-hmm. I will send you a Mars bar. <laughs> but you have to be honest. Put it on the website and I will send you a Mars bar. Maybe don't put it on the website because then your address is on the website. Don't put your but address on the website. Put DM, your score. DM, and then DM at, who, us, yeah. at who back when. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will personally mail out some Mars bars. Fantastic. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you just got yourself a job. <laughs> All right. Question number one. In The Invasion, what did Tobias Vaughn keep in his office closet? That's what I fucking meant earlier. Oh. The... What's it called? Is it, is it got a name? It's like a communications... Uh, I'll, 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 I can give you a hint. What? It's a cyber something. Cyber... 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 Which cereal was Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart's first? This is the Web of Fear. It is the Web of Fear. Well done. And don't worry, we truncate silences. Number three. (laughs) (laughs) Name two items that are space-proof and the cereal that proved it. Okay. Sugar. Yep. Jacket. Checks out. (laughs) (laughs) So why four? I think it it may have been a sweater. (laughs) Whatever. But but I will accept jackets. Space what was the series? cereal? That was the moon base. Well done. All right. Number four. Smashing this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> what did Doc and his companions find on the planet Telos? Cybermen. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> Something of the Cybermen. Oh, the tomb. Oh, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Not really it. a tomb if you can get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five. Fill in the gap. In the serial The Ice Warriors, one of the humans had started a boop museum. (laughs) (laughs) I... uh, Fuck, I don't know. Um... The ice warriors, because it starts off one's an archaeologist and takes I- one like like a it is block, the ice warriors. Yeah, sorry. Takes a big block and in it has one of the ice warriors. Yeah, is he taking it to that museum? Uh, no, oh, uh, one thing. of the if you'll recall there were snowballs. Yeah, <laughs> one of the snowballs ha- is friends with a. Uh, I think he was a scientist of some sort. Right. And said scientist at one point receives the snowball and I think possibly one of the companions in his museum. Space. No. But that's Ice? A, that's <laughs> <laughs> Space Museum is a great guess because there is a serial called the Space Museum, a William Hartnell one, and it's a really good one. Mm. No, it was a fruit museum. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> I wanted to say banana. Banana was in banana my head. Museum. It was really in my head. Anyway. <laughs> okay, final question. Mm-hmm. In Enemy of the World, we were shown a dark and dismal future. What year was it? 2005. No. 2008? No. 2014. 2016, because let's be honest. It was God. 2017. Ah, <laughs> <fuck. so> <laughs> the year of this review. So too wrong. Too wrong. Too wrong. Yeah. Don't, no, no, no. Four, right. Mm. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so if you beat four. <laughs> 
And I'll be very impressed if one of you got fucking fruit music. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the opposite of fruit. <laughs> a Mars bar. Is there anything else that you want to add to this uh, Trouton retrospective? Or... Other than it was awesome. Yeah. That was a particularly good run. It really was. Yeah. Hang on. What was the... How many episodes did Hartnell have? Mm-hmm. Serials. Damn it. <laughs> uh, he had 29 Hartnell was in 29 serials, and then Troughton had 21, and somehow... Oh, I don't know. I mean, he it feels like he got through roughly the same amount of stuff. In terms of years, Patrick Troughton was seventh. Two years and five months. Seventh? Yeah. Uh, and what, Tom Baker is number one, I take Tom it? Tom Baker is number one. Okay. Um, in terms of... The, Where was Hartnell? Uh, Hartnell was sixth, two years, 11 months. Okay. Of actual duration of TV, so number of episodes. Okay, here we go. Uh, William Hartnell was second. Really? Yeah, behind Tom Baker with 135 episodes. Okay. And Troughton was fourth with 119. Oh, so actually it it is really roughly the same amount. Give or take 16 episodes, yeah. Yeah, that, well, 16 episodes isn't much. 16 episodes is like two to three serials. Oh, very cool. Okay. Next time we do one of these, it's going to be, I reckon, Tenant. Do you reckon we... Yeah, we're close. I reckon we're going to finish Tenant before we finish Pertwee. We've, we haven't even started Pertwee yet. No. But, oh my goodness. I mean, oh, some of the things that we've talked about today, just you wait. I've only seen Spearhead from Space recently, and, oh my goodness. I, th- I We're going to fly through Pertwee. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we will. Looking forward to it. It's going to be good fun. Are you going to miss the black and whites? Yes. Yes, I am. They had a romance to them yeah but i'm not going to miss the stills <laughs> nor i <laughs> thank you very much Fuck the stills damn you bbc cool 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 if you do want to add any thoughts if you agree or disagree with anything that we've said today if you want to add your own rankings please do so go to whobackwhen.com click on this episode you'll find it very easily you know how the internet works and then uh, just pop it in the comment section at the bottom and we are looking forward to hearing from you next time we will be dropping a new who review it will be of the doctor's daughter thereafter we have a classic review and it will be of spearhead from space (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not even going to mention the audiobook uh, but at some point it might drop people can follow you on twitter you are at nikulaley nikulaley yeah come see me Uh, and i am at pumpkin you know how to spell that high five us online we will high five you right back thank you so much for listening be rad and excellent to one and all ladies and gentlemen of podcast land Rock on and cha <laughs> Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. Don't have any friends? No problemo. Tell some strangers. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you on Google Plus? The finals on Google Plus. That's plus who back when. And when you do, tell us why you're on Google Plus. Who Back When just got its very own Twitter account, no lie, so give us a follow. You guessed it, that's at Who Back When, all in one word. Check us out on SoundCloud, vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can leave a comment, submit a review of your own, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would it make us super chuffed, and it really, really would, but as thanks, we will transmigrate your iTunes nom de plume into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks produced by Who Back When. Have a poke around our bonus episodes to make more sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next classic Who review, new Who review, or <laughs> still funny audio Who review. Cha ciao. Who back when?